There we go. Okay. It's not like we play music or anything. <laughs> there is a bit of a lag. Is there? My, my ping is like 24 milliseconds, dude. It's still not very good, mm. but... That doesn't mean speeds are okay. Anything to anyone except for me. <laughs> Just kidding. I know you. If if only people were interested in the conversations you and I have been having the last few days about my internet situation. What do you think? But, what do you think people do on this podcast when we start talking like that? Like, do you, turn it off, or maybe they don't turn it off. Maybe they just kind of check out for a minute, right? Maybe. Because I don't know about you, but when I listen to other podcasts, I'm not sitting there with like a glass of whiskey and a pipe looking out the window. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like a hundred, a hundred percent engaged. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. I um, well, I could, ex- I could talk about my experience with uh, customer service through um, this little internet company called AT&T. Oh, recently. yeah. Because it was kind of a debacle. Customer um, service. Man, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because I feel like I haven't fully processed what happened to me last week. I can back you up on it, so feel free to talk about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So last week, um, basically after we because the way we record this podcast, for those who don't know, we're not actually in the same place like ever. Um, just like as long as we've ever known each other, we've never been in the same <laughs> place. But <laughs> especially while we're doing this podcast, so. Uh, a key ingredient <laughs> of making this happen is a stable internet connection so we can FaceTime with each other. Um, but the last few weeks, my internet has been terrible. And I, it's always kind of been marginal, but I've just made do with it. But uh, last week was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And I finally made the decision to um, sacrifice two of my days to talk to AT&T customer service. Um, the, the, the problem is... They, I live in an apartment, and so I didn't have any say in where they install the internet, right? I just, like, moved in, and they were like, this is where it has to go, because that's where it goes. And I where guess. do they put it? <laughs> yeah, so they have to put the modem. They So AT&T makes you use their modem and router combination thing, like, when you get it. And they're not, they don't make it obvious that you can use your own router. Mm. So they put the... It's called a gateway, and they put the gateway in the master bedroom closet. <laughs> so, like, my Wi-Fi while I'm taking a shower is super good. <laughs> <clears throat> but my Wi-Fi pretty much anywhere else is not great. And I, I pay for gig speeds, man, and I just don't get gig speeds. Mm. So I was at my wit's end. I I had found out that there was a new model of the router that they give you. And so I got on with customer service and asked if they would send me a new one. And they were like, yeah, sure, we can do that. And I was like, no way it's going to be that easy. <laughs> so they send me the one that I already have, which was just like a middle finger, basically mm-hmm. in a box. <laughs> it felt like. <laughs> so I, I humored them and I set it up. I set up the one. I knew it wasn't going to help. Didn't help. So I called customer service again and they give me a... Uh, they sent a tech out and the tech was here. He thought he was going to be here for 20 minutes to just install the new version of this router. He was here for two and a half hours because he tried to install the new one and it wouldn't, it just wouldn't work for some reason. And he like had to run out to the the box on the street and, and all this stuff. And he, 
I could tell he was really trying. So like, I'll, I'll give him, give him credit for that. He, you know, he was really polite and, and all this. I felt bad for him kind of, but basically ended up leaving, um, just having done nothing after two and a half hours. I had the same stuff, um, in the same place and everything. So <laughs> I had to take it upon myself to go buy a new router and like figure out how to disable the router on my gateway and use this router instead. Man, so that's so frustrating. Uh, it's not a, not all that great of a story, but now I have good internet because I have the router <laughs> sitting on my desk. I'm two feet away from it right now, and uh, the FaceTime is looking pretty good. So it's one of those things where they uh, you end up fixing it in a much simpler way than the three people that they have on the phone with you or send to your house or whatever. I, that's I super frustrating. I mean, I was trying, the reason I was trying to go through them first was because I was trying to avoid paying a hundred dollars for a new router. You know, mm -hmm. like in my mind, if they could have come in and just installed the new version and it would have fixed it, then, you know, I wouldn't have had to spend any time on it. But um, it was an, I mean, it was an okay little Sunday project. I'm just a yeah. hundred dollars poorer now because of it, but yeah. here we are. It's weird. So. I, we have AT&T with our hotspot too. So, I mean, it's our, it's our internet and not to go into too much detail about it, but we have kind of like a cracked SIM card in there, you know, mm. and, yeah. and it works well when it works and, uh, we're not working with AT&T at all. It's kind of this third party, but it's through AT&T, yeah. and I've heard that they can be a little bit frustrating sometimes. Uh, not getting sponsored by them anytime soon. No, but, yeah, it's not. It's not great. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if there's any good option though. Like every, I feel like everybody complains about their internet providers, but so were you um, on the phone with uh, or chat or whatever with customer service, like? Several different people, or was it just like one person over there? Several like different transferred people. you, transferred yep. you. <laughs> yep, yep. That's the best. There's, I mean, the, the I can't decide if I actually like appreciated the way that they had it set up or not. But so I always start on the chat because I'm just that way. Same. I just would rather like it's easier for me to explain things when I can type them out. Yes. Um. But then the person that I got you get on chat, at least for them, is just like mm. a salesman. Mm -hmm. Like they don't, they're not actually like tech support. Exactly. So then they basically just say, "Can we have someone from tech support call you?" Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Well, that kind of defeats the purpose of what I was trying to do here." Mm -hmm. But you know, they call you within a couple minutes, and then you get to talk to someone that is supposedly a little bit more qualified. Yeah. But they still s sent me the same router that I already had, so I, I don't. I don't know. They kind of just keep throwing people in front of you with a higher rank until they see that you're not going to give up, and then they'll yeah send the one that you need. Yeah, yeah. That happens. Or with until everything. until you give up, like yeah. they just convince you that this is the top tier yeah. advice that you can get, and they still can't solve your problem. So you must just be sol. Oh so. man, yeah. I've had I've had trouble. The problem with me is that when people come to fix stuff. Well, this isn't the only problem with me, but this is one of them. People come to fix stuff for me, and I'm like a like a 50-year-old dad in a suburb, you know? Like, I go yeah. out there with, like, my hands on my hips. I'm like, how you guys doing? You guys doing good? <laughs> what are we working on today, you know? I hover. Yeah. But I definitely, 
I, I think about that sometimes, like a person who comes into a house and does work, like that that would be that'd be kind of an interesting job, wouldn't it? Like the Geek Squad with Best Buy or whatever. I feel like it would be stressful yeah. because you would have a lot of people like, especially if you're in someone else's house. Yeah. You'd have a lot of people like hovering over you. I definitely have to fight that urge. Like, I mean, when he was here, my internet was down because he was working on it. So there was literally nothing I could have been doing yeah. other than like Reading go observe what he's right. doing. Yeah. No, I don't own books. <laughs> I don't even know how to read. <laughs> but yeah, I was trying not to do that, but... It's it's so hard. It's yeah. hard not to be that guy. But I know. I I don't want to spend all my time trying to figure out how to fix things for myself when I know that there's people that are totally capable of doing it and get paid for it and it probably wouldn't right. cost me anything cuz it's I own the product, right? But when you're yeah. talking like how much time you spent from that first chat to well, even before that, because you were doing some diagnostic stuff on your own, yeah. To the to just getting your new router, like, like I should have just got the new router. Yeah, but that shouldn't. <laughs> the amount of time that I lost on it was, I know. I mean, two basically two full days. Well, I was thinking about that because right before we got on the podcast, I was working on this light. I put in this new light the other day, and it's working fine. And then uh, got back from a few days of shows, and I came in here and turned the light on in the kitchen, and it like flickered and then just went out. And I was mm. like, this isn't like a bulb. I don't really know how to explain it, and I don't know a lot about it. But what I know is it's like a puck light. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's three wires, a white one, a black one, and a ground. And all you have to do is just take the old light off and put the new wires on there. So I did that. But I kept getting shocked over and over. And I shut the switch off, and I kept getting shocked. And I was like, what is happening? So I went, shut everything else off, unplugged the camper, came back in. I wasn't getting shocked anymore. Used a voltage tester, which I should have done in the first place. I'm trying not to make this boring. Anyways, what I was trying to say, <laughs> what I'm trying to say about is all this time I spent... I, I don't know. Someone, I know people here that know how to do this stuff well. And it yeah. would have been, I could have been doing the other stuff I needed to do today. And, you know. It's a pride thing, dude. That's what it is. And <clears throat> and with the guy that came over, I bet you felt that same way. Because I bet if he would have figured it yeah. out, you would have been like, ah. You know. That's why I always <laughs> try to explain like all the things that I've tried and like, not just saying my internet doesn't work, fix it, you know. Right. Because then they start from actual zero and they think you're just an idiot. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I try to explain like, <clears throat> you know, I really probably could have fixed this myself, but I, you know, I don't want to have to go get a router and all this, yada, yada. But um, on a similar note, something that happened to me yesterday, I, we, uh, my girlfriend and I had a, a, a night of drinking Saturday night. As, as you do on your days Thanks off. Thanks for asking me to come. Uh, well, you know, you never come when I ask you, so. Just, it's just like a $400 plane ticket away. <laughs> yeah. So I'm at this point in my life where if I have like a, sing, a singular sip of alcohol, I sleep like ass and I <laughs> am hungover the next day. <laughs> so... Uh, I, had, I had more than a few sips of alcohol that day. So I, I woke up... Um, feeling pretty, pretty rough Sunday morning. But the first thing that I 
The thing that woke me up at about 5 a.m. was the sound of a fire alarm chirping. You know, like when they the battery gets low yes. or whatever, they just start beeping intermittently. <laughs> and I, I just, as soon as I started hearing that thing, it was like I could tell it was going to be one of these days. Yeah. Right, where <laughs> it's just, the, so I, I let it beep for like, a few hours in the morning and I was like, I'm not going to try to do this right now. Like I'm going to have to go get a battery and all this. Well, I messed up after about six hours of this thing beeping like once every few minutes. I went up to go hit the reset button because sometimes that's all it needs, right? Well, I hit the reset button and it just set off the fire alarms in my <laughs> apartment like all 16 of them that they apparently need every two inches of, away from each other. <laughs> So I'm running around in my apartment, um, you know, hungover, got a killer <laughs> headache, splitting headache already. In your underwear, just probably. Literally in my underwear because I was about to get in the shower and I just, just decided to reach up and hit the thing. So I threw my underwear back on, running around the apartment, like pushing all the buttons, trying to find the one that would turn it off. And I probably did that. It felt like for 20 years that I was running around doing that. It was probably like five minutes, but... Just like stuff like that, dude, because then it was on a Sunday and the whole time I was debating, like, am I going to call the office and tell them that my fire alarms are going off because I tried to reset them? <laughs> or am I just going to like, is this my new reality? I didn't want to accept the fact that I would have to call, but I called and of course there's no one there on a Sunday right. and then eventually they just stopped. But like, I'm not an idiot. Like I know how to reset fire alarms yeah. and I know how to change the batteries and stuff, but I've right. never had it do that where you like hit the reset button. It literally says press to reset, and I did that, and it just like set them all off. So it must it was they're not all bizarre. connected, right? Is it like a pitch thing that they're reacting to? Like I have the, no like idea. Like maybe man. the one going off, they they detect. That's so weird. I've never had that happen. Well, there's only one in here, so God forbid it ever fails. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I feel like if there's a fire in here, um, there's not really anywhere in the airstream that I wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah, that's your saving grace. If I'm yeah. in the bathroom, I can see it from the living room. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that happened. It's only there to wake you up if it starts like while you're sleeping. Exactly, right? and I'd probably just say, eh, "Just let it, let it be. <laughs> just take me now." <laughs> all right. Well, we're not going to talk about this kind of stuff all day. Um, this week, home we improvement set tips. Out, follow us for more yeah. home improvement <laughs> tips. Everybody, everybody was nervous that this was going to be the episode. Um, this week we set out a question to see what people wanted to hear us talk about. And we got a few good responses. So we've got a catalog of topics for the next few weeks. But this week we're going to talk about, um, someone asked, how has your relationship changed through different seasons of life? Basically, how has our friendship evolved over the last, when did we, how, how long have we been friends? Man, I don't even know. It's, I think it's like, Seven years? Yeah. 2013 is all I remember. Yeah, that'd be about right. Summer of 2013. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a really interesting question. And I would say at the beginning, wouldn't you say it's pretty light? I mean, we were by no means really working on each other, like trying to make each other better humans in the beginning. Mm. I think we were just kind of listening to each other's problems in the beginning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It was yeah. someone. We were definitely 
so we we became friends just through I mean we've told this story before but in case anyone is new we became friends through music um inevitably like you guys needed a bass player that summer I knew your brother through church band stuff um so I stepped in and played bass but kind of immediately we all just like started hanging out that whole summer it was super fun yeah but, it was that was a fun summer um you and I were kind of in this position that summer where we were both dealing with like the throes of teenage uh, relationship issues and heartbreak and things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we had that 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 like weird bond early on where we were talking about like girls and and stuff a lot. Yeah. You know? Trying to navigate like each other's relationships a little bit and well, and that's the thing too is we didn't really know each other that well before. But I think like the first right. night we hung out, we built. I think we like basically both told each other that we needed to break up with our girlfriends. <laughs> and so I I mean it I mean it felt heavy at the time looking back. Yeah. There you know there's always two sides to everything but uh that was probably the only time in our lives we've ever been single at the same time since then. Yeah. And it was like the next right. day. Like, because we, <laughs> but yeah, that is how it started. Super light. And that's all you talk about back then. We weren't, I don't know about you, but I was thinking about it, but I wasn't talking about my aspirations for my job and mm. my career. I didn't know what I was going to do then. I, I wasn't 100% yeah. convinced I was going to play in a band forever either, you know? Right. So... I'm still not. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, the the music was definitely, I mean, the project was not nearly as involved as it is now either. Mm -hmm. Like at this point in time, we were playing shows at bars. Like we were we were a bar band. Yeah. You know, we were a bar band that thought we were rock stars. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like, you know, we kind of had a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Yeah, around town for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because we would play a lot of local shows and had a lot of people come out and stuff. But Yeah, it was always um, fun. I, there's a part of me that misses that a little bit because there was like there was no pressure. Yeah, it wasn't about being able to book a show at a big venue somewhere else. It was just about playing a good show that night. You know, just right. having fun, and we weren't making enough to make it worth doing full time. <laughs> right, and we were kind of like a half cover band, half did our own stuff and it all kind of blended back then you yep. know just like kind of dad rock blues rock yeah yeah we played gravity by john mayer for 20 minutes yeah. when we would need to fill time <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's a funny story uh <laughs> one of the first shows we did um i think you played bass it was outside yeah. at that venue in carney um cunningham's but we we were booked for four hours to play, right? And I think most bands are there. But we did not mm -hmm. have four hours of material. Like, we had maybe right. an hour's worth of material of, like, actually good songs. <clears throat> right. Um, and we didn't know that you could take breaks every hour on the hour. Mm -hmm. And so we just played for f four straight hours of music. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were drenched. 
I art. think we played the entire set list at least twice. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we definitely st- definitely started over. Like as people had more and more to drink and like forgot what songs we played, we definitely started just repeating songs. Yeah. Yeah, there's some tricks of the trade like that. Oh, a famous one I used to use too was, well, we played this song earlier, but someone requested it again. So uh, we're going to play it, play it again. And then yeah. it was fine. Do you remember that barbecue joint? No one joint? ever calls foul. Remember that barbecue joint we went to in, uh, where, where was that? Colorado Springs. Oh, that was it, man. Oh. That was good food. Remember, remember we got <laughs> barbecue. there? We walk in, <laughs> and this gal <laughs> comes and like sits down at the table beside us, just like she was super worn out. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. all right, boys. You know how it works here? <laughs> and we were just like, no. And she's like, you can nope. get whatever you want. Order as much food as you want. All the four of you. And then you can eat. And then you can play. And it was like, dang. <laughs> I think that's how we got paid, right? We didn't get paid. Yeah, I I don't remember. Sometimes it's just a... Sometimes it's just like a free hang for us. Or a rehearsal. Back then, it seemed like that happened all the time. But yeah, so... That's when it kind of started to move into us doing things more like proactive, you know, because before it was just like me and you eating an entire Domino's pizza or a DiGiorno pizza in your basement. and <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, started playing together. That That started to change things. I think that started to like, that was the the gateway to us wanting to work together and um, do more than just be friends. Uh, that sounded, could have worded that a different way. Um, <laughs> you wanted to be more than just friends. Yeah, I did, yeah. man. I did with mm, you. Interesting. But yeah, yeah it's, it, it was cool. And it was cool to see that change and see other people kind of come and go and drop off or... Mm. Um, and you've you've been through the band with, you know, several different musicians. Yeah. So it was cool to to have you remain. There was something about it though. I don't know. I don't think we ever really talked about it. Like neither of us ever said, "Yeah, we're in this for the long haul." You know, like. Right. It was just like a showing up. Cons- right. Consistency to it. Yeah. 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 Th- things definitely changed. Um, we went on that tour that summer before my college, before I started college. And I feel like that was the, that was the first time that we really like spent a lot of time together in like a, a semi-professional setting, like as professional as we could have been Mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. Um, previously it was just like one-off weekends, you know, or we would like do three or four days in a row or whatever. But this was like three months of playing shows in and out of town and things. And, um, I remember like kind of feeling that whole time like I was not like in an interview, but like I needed to have my my best foot forward a little bit, yeah. you know, like that was the first time that I felt like, okay, just like dicking around as friends all weekend is not going to work out because yeah. <clears throat> we're going to probably kill each other, yeah. you know, like there's a, there's a certain level of, um, even though we were all friends and having a good time, like there was a certain level of professionalism that I felt like I was starting to realize we needed to bring to our relationship as friendship as well. Like it was this weird thing where like we needed to start 
compartmentalizing our interactions. And I feel like we've actually, this is a thing that we've gotten pretty good at. Yeah. Um, we're like when we're hanging at the, at the restaurant after the show, it's like just friend hang, you know, right. but like pre-show during show tear down all this stuff in the van, like to and from shows. A lot of that is like you have your professional hat on because there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It's interesting to see that all come together and how people perceive it too. Um, you know, not even from where we're sitting. Cause I, I noticed that also. And, uh, but there is this thing kind of on, you know, social media all of that where we want the people that we work with to kind of represent us well, you know? Mm. And, uh, I don't even just mean Talbot brothers. I just mean me personally. I don't want to be, I want to be associated with people that have like high standards and a decent amount of morals is important. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I've, yeah, I was kind of like, same thing with like almost like a dress code, but not really. You know, we'd ask each other what we're going to wear or whatever. And it, that kind of became a thing too. So we started to feel more like an entourage than we ever did before. We were kind of yeah, just a like a ragtag outfit before we started paying attention to these things. But I noticed it more like when we'd play a show like the Bourbon in Lincoln. Mm. You know, it'd be... We all kind of felt the weight of that show, you know? And right. there were times before shows where we said, hey, man, like, just have some fun. I mean, we're probably not going to walk away from this with, you know, a record deal. Just right. have a good time and pl- play hard. And uh, I, I kind of miss that, though, because, man, it's been, it's been so long since I've played a show like that. Um, maybe this last weekend... Because these we we played some shows um, that were actually planned for 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So they were moved, and uh, we didn't promote them or anything. We just we just did them, and it was because we were in a completely different place when those shows were booked. Even though it was only two years ago, the show was booked. You know, booked mm-hmm. for the next year. Um, because it kind of felt, I kind of felt like I was taking a step backwards and it really wore me out. It was, it was exhausting, but still fun. Like anytime I'm playing and somehow, somehow everyone has decided to pay us for it and I don't get it, but I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, so I, you know, it was funny cause I was talking to Justin when we came back to Portland a couple days ago and he was like, I said, I don't, I was like, I don't mean to complain about it, you know? And he was like, dude, everyone complains about their jobs. He's like, do mm-hmm. you think, you think just because your job's like that, you're not allowed to complain about it? I'm like, yeah, you are. It's, yeah. So it felt good to have like some bad days, you know? It's been a while since mm. I've had something that felt like a Monday in this business other than like, you know, legitimately a Monday where I'm not playing and I'm in front of my laptop for, all day so mm. that was rough it was weird took me back you know mm. to those early days yeah yeah i miss them too man it's like sometimes i always i feel like every time uh you me and nick are all together like actually together we always joke about like 
trying to play some like throwaway show somewhere just That'd to be like, so fun r- just to like relive that like the good shows that we play now are super fun but it's kind of fun in a different way right. than like those shows back then were like it's it's really hard to explain because if we were to do it now it wouldn't be as fun you know it's just like the the romanticizing of days past you know like in in the moment maybe it wouldn't actually have been as good but looking back on it it's so much better i don't know yeah it was freer i mean we just we weren't as worried about it we were doing it when we had the time and we you know we were all doing other things also mm. uh and also we were all in relatively the same place you know like a close mm. drive but um you know even with Justin's studio he has people bands coming and going and whenever i've talked to him about him he always says oh yeah their their drummer is from missouri or their piano player from here or wherever they're all over the place and then they'll be based in nashville and it's like it's just i think it's the way it is i mean you have guys that you play yeah. with because you you know and i would tell this to any of them their faces that if you listen to this fellas that play with us like we have guys that we use because they're there and they can and they're good you know and then we mm-hmm. have like the kind of like the the first string and there's that's all it's already all set like we know who we want to have do that and so when it comes to like recording a record you're gonna fly somebody in you know even if you you're a long ways away but i missed that when we could just drive like i mean i think when we were in nebraska we were we only lived a couple hours apart from each other at most and then when you were in lincoln and nick and i were in omaha that's only like 45 minutes an hour to where we were living right right that was easy. That was fun. Yeah. Dude, we did not take near enough advantage of the fact that we lived that close together. I know. I was just going to say we still only hung out when we were working. Like we probably <laughs> hang out more now than we did when you <laughs> And we live uh, 1,500 miles away from each yeah, other. So weird. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, do you remember, yeah. Uh, you remember when you and, you and Ben uh, were driving the same like white, what was an Explorer or Tahoe? I can't remember. Uh, suburban top. I was. I had a Yukon. He had a Tahoe. Yeah, very but, very yeah. similar. But they yeah. every time you guys would come for rehearsal, um, at the house in Omaha, you guys were always like parked in you know one after another on the street, and there's mm-hmm. always like our neighbors were always like. I mean, it was. It didn't take very long for our neighbors to start asking, like, oh, so, well, we can hear you guys rehearsing and stuff, or practicing yeah and i'd be like i'm really sorry like i was i was young i was 22 i wasn't gonna ask anybody if it was okay if we played in my basement you know like i was gonna wait until they complained now i would ask but (laughs) i didn't care then but they all of our neighbors were like loved it you know and Mm -hmm. that that was kind of kind of a rare thing that we've always had going to is um you know, I know we've joked about like your dad and stuff when we're playing when you're playing drums in your basement. That's a little bit different. Like just yeah. drums <laughs> through just the drums floor. Is, of is, your house. It's pretty not fun to listen to. <laughs> like even me as a drummer, I wouldn't want to sit and listen to someone just play drums. Yeah. But. Um but we've always been fortunate to have people around us that give us a place to practice and rehearse and you know, like we used to use the old CSF building in Carney, you remember that? 
just kind of jumping mm-hmm. around on the timeline there, but just, uh, yeah. So we were, I mean, we were always hanging out in some way and it did kind of start to feel like it was when we played shows and that was it. And you were busy with school. I was working yeah. in Omaha and, uh, a little side note, um, the reason Jake could never come see me was be- in Omaha was because he was building a car. So if you guys ever need him <laughs> to build your car, he can't. He can't it's also fix because him, I was he can build I him. wasn't old enough to drink. <laughs> yeah, and it wouldn't it wasn't as fun just to like sit in your basement. Yeah, I know. I think about. While I watched you play video games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if we had a split screen game back then. Uh. But anyway, yeah, and then let's see. Yeah, I was living in like the basement of that house, just me. So it was cool because you'd come stay and we'd crash down there or whatever. And then mm-hmm. um, you remember, let's see, we went on a small tour after all of that, right, in in the Midwest. Didn't we go to like Iowa and play Des Moines and that? I think that was that same tour. Yeah. Before, I mean, we did like in the summers, we did like a couple, you know, eight day stints or something like that, you know? Yeah. 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 That was always fun. I mean, man, I still, I still like touring that way. I mean, I still like going and making it worth it and then go back to base and recoup, Yeah, you know? Uh, right. We just, man, we played so much back then and... That's, I mean, that's probably part of the reason why we weren't hanging out unless we were playing is because, you know, especially Nick and I, we were gone all the time and right. we didn't even know what we were doing, man. We were just, we were just booking shows. It was, there was no, right. we'd see some band that we liked or some like legendary band play some venue and we'd get an anchor date, book a show there and then we'd use that show as clout to book the whole tour on the way there, you know? Right. <laughs> like, even if we had just called some coffee shop in some random town, you know? Um, yeah. I remember one time we had a show fall through in Des Moines, and uh, this coffee shop that we'd played several times before, we kind of took another little step in our our size of what we were playing. We called them and asked if we could play there, like, that night. And they were like, oh, yeah. Like, we had another band, but we'll move them. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, hopefully all of the friends don't come and yeah, cut our tires. But um, we just had, I feel like especially back then, it was all light. It was easy, and it was all kind of moving in this. It, it I wouldn't even say it was moving forward. It was just, like, moving, you know? Moving, yeah. We were always doing something, and... There is something that I still find I still find joy in having things to do and being very busy. And mm-hmm. now it seems like it's I told Nick the other day I want it to feel like such a well-oiled machine like everybody knows where they have to be at the right time. All the set lists are out for everybody when we get there. Um a thing that really helps is having a runner, so like somebody who is not a musician going to and from the stage and all that like yeah all this stuff i never thought about when when it was just me and you hanging out you know jamming Mm -hmm. or you know remember we used to say jamming 
Like yeah, that was like the word, today. right? <laughs> or like guys will still say that to me after the a show, you know. The other day a younger guy came up and was like, Hey man, he's like he's like, Yeah, I liked your guys' stuff. I play guitar and I was like, Oh, really cool. I was like, you should go pick that one up. So he was like playing and he's good. And he's like, Man, you should you should turn it back on. We should jam. And I was like, Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something, buddy. I've been here since two o'clock today. Right. And uh I'm gonna go have a whiskey, talk to some people, and then I'm gonna head home. And it was yeah, funny. It I'm just, gonna go to bed. You know what I mean? Like there, there are these yeah. like stages. It's the same with and music is such as an exciting thing, especially when you first get into it and you're younger. Like you think yeah. about it, man, you probably used it like I did just for a complete escape. From yep. everything. Yep. Uh, you played guitar. We did too. have a pretty. We did have a pretty epic jam out in Portland, though. After the studio was all wrapped. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. Good thing there were no cameras in there, but that was yeah. That good was, thing we didn't record it either. <laughs> Sometimes you need to do that, though. Like, I I, there, there is like this weird emotional connection that you have with people that, like, maybe that's a poor phrase, but like chemistry yeah you know like you me and nick we've all played together for so long but we've also been friends for so long now that like we know even even now we're like we all have new skills that we haven't even seen each other do or you know utilize we all more or less know what the other person is going to play yeah and like when songs when like these random jams are going to come down in volume or go up or like get wild or get like really sparse like that to me is is always so fun. Whenever like we don't do it, we used to do it all the time. We don't do it very often now, just no. because we're always on a, on a schedule and um, you know we don't have the luxury of being in the same town anymore. But we will. Those, those experiences are always experiences are always super fun for me. Yeah, when well, we have that thing too that friends have, where they can just sit quietly at a table and right, like you don't have to be asking questions and. I would say Nick's probably the one out of the three of us that is the more feeling like he doesn't want anyone to feel like they're not. Let me rephrase that. When it comes to us hanging out, Nick is that way. When it comes to people in the elevator, I'm the one that has to say something. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) I had to clarify that. But I like that. I mean, I remember, you know, one of my best friends from high school, uh, you know, we never had to say anything. We just, we we could just sit there and watch a movie for like two hours and then be like, all right, I'm going to go home and actually, man, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. And that's how we are too. That I always call that sleight of hand. I really like that, that phrase because to me, it kind of means if stuff were to go south, I, I would know you, you, you probably wouldn't even ask questions before you, you were, you had my back. You know what I mean? Right, and that's how mm-hmm. that's how it is in music too, um, and I I kind of always felt that way. That's I think I remember realizing that you were just a super straight shooter, and you were gonna be um, you were gonna be very authentic. You know, like mm-hmm. he, you're not the kind of guy that sits at a dinner table and like spews unnecessary facts about himself. You know what I mean? But yeah, I know stuff that you're struggling with and you know stuff that I'm struggling with and I've always 
you know, you don't want every friendship to be like that, though. You know, like yeah. you think you do. You think you want everybody to be like. If but if I had more than the you know the two friends I have right now that pour their hearts out to me and I pour my heart out to them, they would probably I would be overwhelmed. You know, it's a lot to manage. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. I think. I used to always think that every friendship needed to be like really intense. Not even that we have an intense relationship, but you know, like really open and talk about yeah. serious things Focused. frequently. And right. Dude, it's, it, uh, I can't do it. Like yeah. I need like a few, a few people in my life where that's possible. And other than that, it's, I can just hang out, you know? I know. That's why I like the, the groups that you and I tend to get into when we spend time together because, um, like, I know it feels like we only talk about your birthday, but uh, <laughs> we that's kind of all we got to do with the way it was going that year. Yeah, um, right. But, you know, there was a lot of, not a lot of other people. There was other people there, tons of different personalities. And so, like, it was fun. It was lighthearted. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're going out, you're eating at the restaurant with people, going to the bar or whatever. And it's like, you know, I... I have, there's certain settings I like those more intentional relationships to be, too, you know. I don't want to, I don't want to have, like, a really deep conversation with someone, like, in the bathroom at a bar, you know. Dude. But it happens. 100%. (laughs) I saw a thing on TikTok, which, uh, here's our, uh, you know, required TikTok reference for the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone from (laughs) Ireland talking about this social concept there called... Um, Crake, I think, C-R-A-I-C. Let's see, let's Google it. Hey, uh, Timmy, would you Google that for us? Thanks, buddy. We got this new guy with us. He's pulling it up. All right, here it is. Um, Damn, I can't read. (laughs) Anyway, basically it's like the idea of preserving the vibe. Like that's a very white American way of saying it. But like Mm -hmm. in your example, you don't go to a bar where you're just like having all these kind of like surface level conversations and then like pull someone aside and try to have this like really deep conversation because that like kills the mood, right? Right. Like just doing, avoiding doing things that will like ruins the vibe or like ruins the energy of the hang. Yes. I I Mm. felt like that was super interesting to me that they have like a, a phrase for it. And so many yeah. people I know like are oblivious to this concept. And it was the first time I've had that like switch or like that light bulb go off. Or like that's that thing that I've always been trying to like explain is wrong with people that I can never put yeah. my finger on, but it's like they, they just can't keep them, keep the mood where it's at, you know? Or like someone will have something to apologize to you for. And they'll wait until you're in a setting like that because they feel like it'll be easier than, you know, giving you a call yeah. or or just meeting up with you or something like that, you know. And that always frustrates me because I don't feel like I'm allowed to get as honest with how I feel about what happened if that person's right. <laughs> you know, well that's why that's why they do it, bro. Because yeah. you know they know that you're not gonna like really get get down to it with them in this situation where you're surrounded by a bunch of people. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it'd probably be better if it was kind of like, let's go outside, let's talk, have a beer. 
and just tell yeah. me what you're thinking so I can also tell you what I'm thinking instead of like, I didn't come here to do that. I came here to have a good time. Have a good time. Play some bullseye. Play some pool, man. That's a yeah. one side note. There is a severe lack of pool tables in this country at the bars. There yeah, needs to be for one. Sure. We always find one. It's always fun. Yeah, see, that's... But we always find them in these, like, bars that are not that fun to be in. I know. You know, it's yeah. like, why can't they be in the cool bars, <laughs> <Yeah>. too? <laughs> Maybe that says something about us. Stuff we like isn't cool. Yeah. I don't think that's true. So we went from kind of, you know, playing these shows, doing that tour we did. You had to really focus on your internship and stuff um, with um, with work. And it was, like, definitely... It definitely felt like a, it felt like a big, maybe I never really told you this. <laughs> no, maybe I never told you this, but it did feel like there was, that was probably the most, uh, like the biggest chasm that we had in our friendship mm. because it felt like for me, one, I was, I'm a terrible at communication and I'm trying to get better at it every day, but I wasn't. I was infamous for not texting someone back. Like, just a thing I did, and it wasn't right. But that didn't make it easy for, like, how busy you were with what you were doing, and I was busy too, and, you know, it just kind of it just kind of went like that. But it was yeah. weird because I, I always kind of considered still our friendship and how it didn't matter. It, it, we never skipped the beat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we always just came back and it was there. And I don't know if that's because of the stuff we had been through. And I think you get to a certain point and I've mentioned this before on here, but you get to a certain point where it's like, it feels concrete. And then, yeah. but you don't ever, you don't ever consciously think of that. You know, I don't think like, yeah. Oh man, I pissed Jake off. Well, he's not going to go anywhere. I mean, I don't think that <laughs> like, I still don't <laughs> like pissing right. you off, right. you know, but Right. It's like, if anybody's going to piss you off, I'll do it, and and you can, you know, because it's, mm-hmm. we know we know each other better than anyone, I think, and I, and I noticed that, um, and especially conversations with Nick and I on who we wanted to have on the team as the last year or so, especially, been trying to focus on getting, expanding, um, I mean your name was always there. So, and and I always knew it would be, you know, it just, it's just yeah. that kind of thing. You're just kind of like one of the, one of the godfathers of it, you know? And then, mm. um, it's those, it's kind of these newer relationships that I realize I still, I still struggle with. And maybe, you know, that's my fault because I rely so much on your honesty and your integrity and the way that you, well, also the way that you uh, shine light back on the Talbot brothers, that I tr- that I compare. I think why why can't everyone that works with us be to that that kind of mm. mindset that level, you know? And it's not their fault. Yeah, it's probably your fault. So. It's, yeah, it's my fault, dude. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I jaded you. It's because I built you in that lab all those years ago and. Yeah, you're right. I am just a, a cyborg of miscellaneous pieces. I mean, if anyone was going to be a cyborg, it'd be you. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Yeah, I I I think like our relationship um has changed profoundly in the last probably 3 years compared to the previous 4 or 5 years or however long it was. Yeah. And I don't know really what what that's a function of of just us getting older and still dealing with each other so much or uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've definitely been working together more, like exponentially more now than we ever did before, which is ironic because we are not ever near each other now. I know. <laughs> you know it's what interesting, I mean? man. Yeah. But like not even just professionally, like I feel like, I mean, not to get too sentimental here, but I feel like our personal relationship as friends has grown a lot in the last few years even. Yeah. Um, you know, we've always been really, really close, but like the last few years, we is really the only stretch of time that like we basically text each other every day. Yeah. Or say something like we don't go, we used to go, you know, a couple weeks without hearing from each other. Yeah, but definitely. now it's like, if you didn't hear from me for like three days, you'd yeah, probably I would be, be like, worried. are you, are you alive? Yeah, you dude, okay? I would text your girlfriend for sure. It's weird. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know how that happened either, but I think it's also, um, one thing that you and I always say to each other, and I think this is undervalued as a friend, and I believe, you know, just looking back on this, as this question was asked to us, the most important thing you could do for your friend, I truly believe, is to not give them advice right off the bat just listen mm. for let them get it all out and sometimes all it is is just needing to get it out and you yeah. and i have always let each other do that and i have a lot of friends that as soon as you tell them what's weighing down on you they're quick with the answer you know yeah and uh you know it's even hard to hear like well have you prayed about it have you uh. Have you thought about it? You know, it's like, man, I I told you this because uh, this happened like five minutes ago, and I'm, yeah, I need to get it get it off my chest, you know. Mm-hmm. And it you carry that around unless you can express it to someone, and it's important to be able to do that and not have them put a band aid on it right away. You know, they right. You know, yeah. It's like Nick always asked me. Why, why are you, why are you at at the core of it? Why are you doing this? But Nick and I have a different relationship because we just are constantly pounding on each other, you know? Right. right. <laughs> you know, and it's, and that's what I appreciate about our friendship is, and, and I appreciate that about his friendship, but um, it's ours is there's this, uh, this relation and we're also, even though, I mean, we're what, five five years apart, four years? Three. Three years. <laughs> two? One? <laughs> sometimes it feels like five. Sometimes it feels like uh, two. Some, you know. Then three is nothing. what we're doing. Three is nothing. That's not even worth commenting on. You know, it's just, we've, we've always kind of been, even if we're in different stages of life, you know, we just kind of moving mentally together, you know? Yeah. We're both stupid. And it just, yeah. <laughs> and we both know that we're both stupid, so we're trying to get better. Like, yeah. I'm trying to make you less stupid. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I'm 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 trying to make you less stupid too, but <laughs> as I stutter over this sentence, I don't think either of us are doing a good job. <laughs> I was trying yeah, to think man. of something clever. And but. honestly, this podcast too has been really good for me too. And um, you know, you and I I mean, we'll jump on the game every once in a while when we have time. We'll we shoot music back and forth. We um we just have a lot of the same interests in you know, mm-hmm. you you've sent me today a bunch of stuff about where the stock market is going, where the market is going, the housing market, everything. Yeah. It's it's good too because you have these different interests and I have these different interests and we bring them bring them into and, and try to help each other get interested in them, you know, and I don't know. I, it's just something I don't even think about anymore. And I think that's what yeah. the best part about our relationship is, yeah, it has changed. Over the years, seven years, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't even think about it because I, I just know that you got my back and you really, you know, I'd call you in the middle of the night if something, something was going down. And the thing about it is yeah. you're not the guy that's going to be like, okay, here you go. Let's go bury the body. You'll be like, man, <laughs> what were you thinking? Right. All right. Where's the body? <laughs> so. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Well, man, likewise, that. yeah, we both we both have uh, used that middle of the night call a couple times Absolutely. too. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry Lauren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, cool. Well, yeah, this was a good. Um, this was a fun one. We always like to 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 get some outside ideas to to chew on and talk about. So, thanks for to the person that suggested this topic and we'll get into some of the other suggested ones in the coming weeks but um, until then be sure to comment rate and subscribe if you haven't already and hit us up on instagram at similar vein podcast and until next week we will see y'all thanks guys